You're listening to Adjuster Talk with Jason Heenan. Let's talk about uh, our bartending days there. You said you were doing 50-plus some side jobs. What did 2016 look like for you? Uh, 2016, man, 2016 was uh, the toughest the toughest year for me. It was the most lucrative year um, by far. Well, what uh, made it tough? Volume. Volume and uh, too many, an overcommitment of responsibility. I, I don't even like saying an overcommitment of responsibility because I, I made the commitment and I... You, you, know, you were more accurately under-resourced for time, I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Adjuster Talk, your go-to podcast for all things insurance adjusting by Jason Heenan of Royal Adjusting Services, a leader in the U.S. claims adjusting landscape. We're here to delve into the dynamic world of independent adjusters and share insights and industry trends that matter to aspiring and seasoned insurance adjusters. At Royal, we handle the full spectrum of claims and catastrophes, specializing in residential property claims. Our mission? To provide a better, faster, more cost-effective claims experience, improving outcomes, one customer at a time. So whether you're an independent adjuster looking to join a leading team or an insurance agency seeking unparalleled service, Adjuster Talk is your window into professional claims adjusting. Today I'm bringing you Jeremy Reddig. Uh, he is a property adjuster and also the founder of Adjusting to Six Figure. Jeremy, thank you very much for joining the show, man. Jason, super excited to be on the show, man. Huge fan. Well, cool, cool. Yeah, this has been a good experiment so far. Um, I, to date, I've had over 5,000 downloads, and uh, and I, th- I think I just got my sixth country uh, the other day. You know, it's pretty interesting. Nice, nice. It, what you're doing is awesome because – I'm not sure if I was just living under a rock uh, for the first uh, you know handful of years that I've been adjusting, but it, we're constantly behind the wheel as a, as an adjuster, mm-hmm. and so I have gone in and out of different I don't I don't want to say fads, but in and out of different um, habits of listening to different podcasts mm-hmm. uh, driving around, and I'll tell you what, man, I have never even thought that there would be an adjuster podcast. I'm not, you know, and now, now that it's here, I can't help as much as when I'm not handling claims, I want to be away from claims for a little bit. Sure. Um, I can't help, but just listen to, 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 to what you're talking about on here. Who have you, man, it's, it's awesome that, that it's, that's here now. And you know what? I just can't believe it. It's 2017. And no one really even understands what we do. They, you know, when you, I, I, yeah. I, I told the story the other day. I have a neighbor two doors down who roofs, and when I talk to him about it, he vaguely understands what yeah. we do. As even yeah. as a roofer who deals with um, adjusters on a daily basis, or should be, I suppose, if he's uh, doing very well. But uh, yeah, it's 2017. It's, it's time to uh, change the way we communicate. And um, I, I think, do you fall under the millennial category? I do. Okay. Yes. And, and so I, that, it's been interesting. It's, it's kind of my target audience is I'm, I'm, I'm looking to uh, not necessarily inspire. There's plenty of people doing motivational stuff out there, but uh, mm. just to, you know, 
provide information and, and let everyone know, hey, this is a great way to make a living. It's taking care of my family. It's taking care of uh, two generations above me as well. So I, I just think it's an outstanding business. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's great. And to touch on what you just said, it, it's taking care of the generations before you. Mm-hmm. The The biggest thing that I've noticed, and I'm, uh, it's not just me, a, a independent insurance adjusting is a very, very much a family-oriented business. So you have so many, whether they're adjusters or working in management, you have so many people that are involved in this niche that are here because of the husband, because of the wife, because of the uncle, because of the father. It's somebody else that got them hip to what this industry is. And then you have everybody on the outside and then you do have people like myself and like so many others, but a, a small segment of people that do somehow, some way stumble upon this uh, career path. And once you have that person that's in there, you have someone that's acting as an independent adjuster, kind of the, the one guy in the family, one guy or girl in the family that has that odd, no, nobody exactly knows what they do. They do something though, and they're always on vacation or they're always in another state. Mm-hmm. But nobody really knows what that person does until they get a little close. And then next thing you know, they're like, hey, man, listen, you know, I'm sick of plumbing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want something else. Or, you know, dude, I, I got to get out of this office, man. I'm, I'm going to blow, blow my freaking brains out if I go in there one more day. Like, what do you do? Tell me what you do and, 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 and I'll do it. And the next thing you know, you got your brother involved sure. or you got your sister involved. And the next thing you know, you got you got four people in your family involved, you know, and um and that's that's to me that's something that's so that's so interesting about this field um about this career path it's it, definitely unique to adjusting because no one you know let's let's say you're selling cars and doing really well no one's like hey can you teach me how to sell cars yeah yeah the actual career path of an adjuster everybody pretty much knows that there are adjusters, that there are insurance adjusters, that that is a that is a career path. But but no, but very few few people know the income that comes along that that potentially comes mm-hmm. along with independent adjusting. They most people figure, okay, yeah, I had a, a my toilet overflow. An adjuster came out, you know, uh, he he showed up in his truck. He explained that he was an independent, whatever that he he said he was like the cable guy. I don't know what that means. Yep. But you know, he probably just he's probably going to go home, make his you know make thirty five for the year, something like that. Let's not you know they don't even give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. Little do they know that person may be rivaling you know, generating an income that rivals a doctor, you know, oh, with, sure. with no, with, with no college education and no student loans, especially it's, that's what, uh, I'll tell you what, before we get into adjusting six figures, why don't you tell me, uh, your entry path into adjusting? How did, how did you, how did you find out about it? And, and, uh, and tell me, you know, there's that breakthrough you have. And I, I think that's important. I want to talk about the breakthrough. So why don't you tell me your story? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I, I, I found adjusting. I, I met a guy at the bar. Um, I was, this is a great story already. (laughs) All great stories start at the bar. And it doesn't end in divorce. Uh, Right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. No, I was, um, all right. So, uh, I first kind of take even before that I've had, I've always sore, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always tried to generate, 
my own income. Um, I, I hated working for other people, though, for the longest time until I discovered adjusting that I, I worked for other people to make ends meet. But I always had something going on in the in the background. I I've, I sold. I had back in MySpace's heyday. Mm-hmm. I sold T-shirts on MySpace. Um, I had a cell phone company called Chubby Fingers, and that was a complete bust. <laughs> um, so I, I've done a whole lot, and so I, I had a side gig. I, well, I had two side gigs. I did some construction work during the day. I had I I had a two person. We do some interior stuff here and there. It's very small time. Made a couple bucks, but you know, I I wasn't even complete. I, I didn't like what I was doing, so I wasn't pursuing it as hard as I could be. And I was managing a bar at night. I was managing a hotel bar mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. So we had a storm come through. And what? Where do you live it, at? Where's the storm at? Uh, New Jersey. Okay, very good. Yeah, uh, we had a storm come through, and next thing I know, you know, we're getting. We would always get guys coming to guys and girls coming to our bar that would be there out on business and they'd be there for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, something like that. All different, all different types of uh, of of careers. And I had worked as a bartender for years prior to that, so I was used to you know kind of the bar rhetoric. Somebody sitting down, telling you about what they do, telling you about you know how awesome they are and all their you know bullshit stories. So we started getting a couple. Some some people staying for a prolonged period of time, and I remember that I had met a, a gentleman by the name. His name was Ron. Ron was from Atlanta, Georgia, and he worked for some company called Crawford and something. Some company, and, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, he told me what he did. And, you know, he's kind of got that. You know, he, he was old. He was maybe in his fifties. Uh, you know, had that southern twang to him, and we we I, I had lived in Florida for years before that, so we kind of clicked a little bit. And you know, he told me about this interesting thing he was doing, claims adjusting. You make a bunch of money, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man, that's cool. And so that went on for a few days, and I met another gentleman who um, uh, named Jamie. Jamie worked for Pilot. Uh, Jamie went to Clemson. Me and another him, we, little company, we, Pilot. Yeah, yeah, small company. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we clicked big time. And he was actually there. Pilot had a, you know, a, a group of guys that were actually staying at the hotel. Um, and at that time, this hotel was busy. So, and I was the manager. So I, I worked most, you know, all the busy nights. And we would get, I mean, a day would, me sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally, we'd all get wasted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and after a while, they would start telling me like, hey, man, listen, you, you know, you, you're doing the, con- you know, you're working inside of homes during the day. All right. You, you know about general construction. You've got good customer service. I'm here. I'm here every night giving you my money. You should really look into independent adjusting. You could go out on a storm, a couple, a couple storms in a year, make $100,000 over like a month, you know, two, three months. And I'm like, yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll look into it. So, you know, a couple days pass and, you know, I'm sitting there and I remember just reflecting, you know, I, I at that point I had just kind of a dead end, didn't really care, you know, uh, contracting thing going on and, and working at a bar, which optimistically, if I continued to work there, there were a few openings, maybe I can weasel my way up to the top and best case scenario, five, 
six years later, maybe I make 50 grand oh, for the man. year. Oh, man. You know? and, and, and I'm not happy. That's a pretty that. bleak best case scenario. I mean, that, I... yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I sat there and I was like, all right, let me see what this what these guys are talking about. You know, start doing a Google search and started reading all these articles, uh, Adjuster Pro, you had Adam Gardner on and, mm-hmm. you know, all these different resources. And I, and I remember just looking, I was I, I was kind of looking for a confirmation bias. Yeah, I kind of had a confirmation bias that this wasn't real, that nobody would just come to the bar, give me a, a plate of gold and say, hey, just look it up. You'd probably be good at it. Make 100000 or more in a year. But I'm here. I am. I'm reading all all these stories. Like, yeah, you you really could do that well. And I was like, you know what? What am I doing? What what's holding me back right now? That and I got my license from Adjuster Pro. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking on there, and it was whatever it was, like three hundred dollars. And I'm like, I get three hundred dollars, man. Give me one solid night at the bar. I got. I bought the course. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I bought the course. It might have been like a a September, what something year, like. What year are we in here? This is in 2011. Okay. 2011. I think I bought the course in maybe like an August or September, or something like that, and I completed it. I I believe like November, something like that. November, December, something like that. Uh, Texas license. By the time uh, March came around, I was licensed. And, uh, man, and, and uh, there was one, if I could say financially in my life, if there was ever one huge pivot that my financial life took, it was, it was the second, it was honestly the second I, I made that decision to, to, to go after an adjuster's license and to go after that career. And man, I'm, I couldn't be I couldn't be more grateful for it, man. It changed my life. It, not not to get all you know mushy gushy and sure. corny on, man. Well, it, it, you know it, that that conversation you you the analogy you made or the metaphor you drew was that um, the the guy presented you with a plate of gold. I, I think you know now, uh, of course, six years later, that that conversation probably happens every night at some bar in the United States, and to someone else, it's not a pot of gold. It's just oh whatever. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. It's an opportunity these guys are talking about and they've, you know, had two or three drinks. It yeah. the opportunities there. And, and, and so yeah, why don't you continue your story? Cause I think we're going to a good place here. Oh, I mean, man, after that, you know, once I went after it, I, um, what was that? That was early that year. And okay. So after that point, I had the license and just like so many other guys, I was like, okay, great. I'm licensed. So uh, who's going to give me work? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for the phone call to ring, but nobody had my number. Mm-hmm. And, um, so just like, again, just like so many other guys, I, I put in a, a couple applications to the most obvious people, you know, the pilot, your admirals, um, uh, Whirly. And a couple months later, I had been give, I, I received an email to do some workshop uh, down in Louisiana. It was like a three-day workshop put on by Worley. And I'm thinking, and, and, and in retrospect now, I don't know why. <laughs> it's good that I did this, but like a three-day workshop, I'm going to fl- I'm going to drive from New Jersey to Louisiana oh, to do a three-day workshop to learn to, I don't even know what we were going to learn. But when you really think about it, 
that sounds like a terrible idea. You're not guaranteed any work. You're paying for a class. You're going to pay for a hotel. You're going to pay for the, the travel expense to get down there. And for what? Just to gain a little bit of knowledge. And, and that's what the majority of, of people kind of think. You know, that, that's kind of the mindset of so many people. But here's what ends up happening. The day before, um, the, or uh, maybe two days before I went down to that workshop, I was actually planning to cancel the whole thing because Hurricane Isaac was hitting mm-hmm. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, I get a, I get a text message or, an e- or a uh, phone call from Worley saying, hey, um, if you still plan on coming down for the workshop, just be, pe- be prepared to work. And I'm like, be prepared to work. Oh, and now I'm running around the house. I don't know what to do. I need to put a bag together. What do I bring? I don't even know what, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said earlier, I don't have at that point, And for the longest time after that, I didn't have any adjuster friends. Are you ready to elevate your career as an independent insurance adjuster? Visit adjuster-talk.com to download our exclusive guide, Five Ways to Improve Your Independent Adjusting Career. This essential resource contains insights and tips to enhance your professional journey. And remember, a polished presentation at a claim isn't just about knowledge. It's also about gear and attire. Royal Adjusting Service supports you in every way ensuring you make the best impression every time. Don't wait to take your career to the next level. Head to adjuster-talk.com today and start transforming your future. But you didn't have a network at all at this point. No, I'm on my own, you know, thinking about, and I can't even recall any online resources, um, you know, Facebook page where, where everybody's talking and, and that I a message board, I guess, maybe at the time. So, you know, I just packed it in and said, you know what, that this could be my golden chance. And I went down there and it was just a silly, you know, it was, it was money. Um, but it was, a, it was a call center gig lasted for a couple weeks, but it popped, you know, it popped my cherry, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I got a little taste of the claims business. I got the, the most, and, I, and I'll tell you the most, and I'm sure other people could um, get an agreement with this. The money was one thing. But that wasn't the most valuable thing that just, I took from just a side effect. Norm, normally, those things are just massive networking opportunities, in my opinion. That's all it was, it, it, and it was just it was talking to other people, and and for for such a long time after that, you know, I was just a sponge. I, I you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to listen to what you're talking about, and I'm going to soak it all in and just get everyone's opinion on the industry, what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, over the course of the next several months, I discovered that everybody has a different opinion. Oh, man. And you know what's hard, too, is, uh, you know, for the most part, adjusters are all bullshitters, all of them, right? (laughs) And so, like, you have to, like, figure out which ones are talking themselves up and which ones are are telling the truth. And it's really hard to tell in between because one guy can be making 400,000 a year and the other guy could be making 50,000 a year. So they're impossible to tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we deal with bullshit on a daily basis. You know, it's hard to not be the bullshitter, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, our bartending days there. You said you were doing 50 plus some side jobs. What did 2016 look like for you? Uh, 2016, man. 2016 was uh, the toughest, the toughest year for me. It was the most lucrative year um, by far. Well, what uh, made it tough? Volume. Volume and uh, 
too many an overcommitment of responsibility. I, I don't even like saying an overcommitment of responsibility because I, I made the commitment and I – You, you, know, you were uh, more accurately under-resourced for time I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working you know, eight days a week, 25 hours a uh, day. Yeah, I get um, it. I get it. You, so you made some money last year then? Oh yeah, yeah. I made I made over I made over three fifty, just over three fifty gross before. Yeah, congratulations, any, that's a great year. Yeah, it's a great it's a great man. And, and I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this because anybody listening to this, you know, this this could be some good uh, fruit for thought. When at, the the handful of people that I'll mention that to, I'll mention that on here because. I made that 350 probably doing the same thing that a listener is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little more comfortable with that. Mentioning that to somebody outside, oh, not man. a good They're probably going to ask you to borrow money. Don't do it. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but the 350, it's especially if you're making, if, if, if you're a person that's making 100,000 or less um, a year, maybe a little over 100,000, whatever the case is. It you it's very easy to be romanticized about three fifty a year. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about everything you could do for three. You know, uh, if you make three fifty for that year, go on vacation, buy a new car, all these different things, and it sounds like such a good thing, great thing to go after. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, the th- you know, three fifty a year, uh, unless well, one, one of those years will change most people's lives, but the the time. It takes it and the stress is just so destructive. It will definitely change someone at the end of that year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it whether that's positive or negative is to be seen. I did at the beginning of 2016, I decided that I was tired of not having I, I had a couple friends and uh, you know, I had friends that were adjusters, you know, kind of glorified acquaintance. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I had Connections mm-hmm. with other people outside of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. As far as inside of New Jersey, did you make that money in New Jersey? In New Jersey, wow! In staying home. Um, awesome, man. That's that's what a gig. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll tell you, it's years. It it, it was years in the making. Right. It doesn't. Ha- it just doesn't happen. It, it's absolutely. No. Uh, no. I know. I I have so many stories just like that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, I I was at a point where. I really began reflecting on the fact that I was doing so well. I, I did well. The, I didn't do 350 the year before that. Um, I did two something. I, I think 260, something like that. But I, I got to a point where I, I wanted I, I wanted more. You know, I, I didn't want to just be that guy, the only guy that I know that was not only being an adjuster but being a successful adjuster. Mm-hmm. So I decided at that point, early on in the year, before real business really picked up, that I was going to start training other people to also be an adjuster. Man, we need more guys like you. This is this is going to good places. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, I, I started training other guys. So I, I took on a commitment to train two buddies of mine. One was an acquaintance, and one was a very close friend of mine, um, who I honestly was expecting to drop out. Uh, really, he never picked up a hammer in his life. Like he was donezo. And the other guy was an acquaintance of mine, but a better friend of his. He worked in uh, commercial con- commercial concrete, did construction, stuff like that. You know, this guy, he was a shoe in I was 100%, this guy's going to kill it. This is the guy to put your money on. Mm-hmm. 
And so I began training them early on in the year and around the same time business picked up and, you know, I just kind of kept going with it, bring them along with me, teach them the ropes. And so my plan was, let me bring some people in. Let me bring some people in. If I'm doing as well as I'm doing now, I'm not, I'm not that smart of a guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a high school dropout. You know, I didn't go to college. So if I could do it, anybody could do it. That's what I thought. (laughs) So, you know, I brought these guys on with the intent that, listen, I'll bring you in. I'm going to give you a career path. You're going to make, you know, six figures plus. You're going to do really, really well for yourself. Just follow, you know, follow my lead. Do what I teach you to do. And, and it's going to work out. And the catch is down the line, year, two years, something like that. You know, it's going to be us three guys. We, you know, on solid years, we could be pushing a million dollars in, you know, total, total revenue. You know, the, the world is our oyster, man. You want to, we can get into real estate, start getting into, you know, big multi-unit buildings, whatever we want to do. We, you know, we're, we're a millennial powerhouse at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what inspired it at, at, at first. And what I come to uh, discover after, especially after a few other people uh, came through is that, Training people one-on-one is the one of the most labor-intensive jobs you could possibly do. Sure. Um, it's it's by far. I, I'm a father of two. He was talking before the show, almost father of three, any day now. And it's certainly not as bad as raising a infant, but it's pretty dang. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and the fact that they, you know, they can't stand on their own. They can't eat on their own. You have to do everything for them. Introducing them to a claims environment with your own claims, like one at a time. Can you imagine like those same guys just here's a pending of 40 or 50 and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That I did. We did do. (laughs) And uh, we did that somewhat recently. and depending on how big your listener base is, somebody's probably someone could be sitting there like, yeah, he did do that. But uh, <laughs> we had one guy that we brought in, and you know, and it was the same same story as as anything else. You know, every guy that I've brought in, you know, I'll say, listen, you know, you have to be really committed to this. I mean, I'm 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 not even going to personally spend any time training you unless you're going 100% all in. You know in this to win it, you know, completely, completely immersed in it, ready to do it. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I was like, and so, you know, this is, this is probably most likely than not the most stressful job that you will have probably ever had times 10. And so, yeah, yeah. You know, my last job was very, very stressful. No, no, this is very, yeah. And so (laughs) train this guy for, uh, um, maybe about two months, not that long at all. Mo- not even two months, Le- less, less than two. Still months. more than most people are afforded. Like- sure. Sure. Definitely didn't train him as, as intense as the other guys, mm-hmm. but, uh, either way. And then we just, an opportunity came up and just started throwing him claims from multiple different carriers with all these different, you know, insurance companies with all these different nuances and and it did not last very long at all. And and out of I've I've trained eight eight adjusters, mm-hmm. and this was number two that ended up 
uh, dropping out uh, reasonably quick. Um, the first one to kind of go back to the beginning of the story, the first one that dropped out was the the commercial construction guy that I was uh, that I was conv- completely convinced. You're kidding was, me! I, I was I had my money down on that horse right away. Yeah, yeah, he was out. But the the other guy, the very the other fir- the, the out of the first group that never picked up a hammer in his life and didn't yep. know that, that the things on top of a roof are often called shingles. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, he's he's still in it, still in it today. And I, I think uh, a seventy five percent success rate is pretty high, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gotten lucky. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but, we're we're running out of time here. How did that? Uh, how did how did that inspire you to the adjusting to founding adjusting to six figures? Well, it's I I enjoyed training people. I I enjoyed adding value to 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 somebody's life. Um, I look at me for instance. Like like I said earlier, I high school dropout. Never went to college. I spent years just kind of being the biggest victim in my own life. Um, and, and every business that I've put made myself involved in, you know, has has failed for, for nobody's fault other than my own. It failed from every business I tried failed from the start because I didn't have the right mindset. So and I didn't have the right mindset because of how I was brought up. Once I began training everyone, as much as I enjoyed being able to provide another person or two people at a time or whatever the case was with information that they could use to, to lay out a roadmap for them to uh, get them a, a greater income, to make them feel like they're getting paid for what they're actually worth, um, I love that feeling. The problem was is that it was – I had gray hairs coming in by the dozen. <laughs> And, and, you know, and it, it, like I said, it was very, very labor intensive. So I started thinking like, I want to keep training people, but this, but, but this process, this process doesn't work. It's not working. And it, there's no, I can't do this for a, a, a long-term thing. So how, and, and at the same time, at the beginning of that year, what really inspired me to start training people individually was how can I add more value to more people? So then I had decided I, I was I had a couple other ideas I was tossing up. I was going to do a uh, you know aerial measurement uh, company. I was trying to I was trying to um, get into the other side of the business, but I, I couldn't think of it. And then I just decided, well, what if I could put something together? The the biggest thing that held me back from becoming from getting to that quarter million a year plus spot was just a lack of resources. I didn't have the family that was pointing me in the right direction. I had, there's other webs, there was websites I could go and reference, but they were scattered. They weren't that great. What if I could roll the dice like so many other people have and just go at this thing, put together a single resource for adjusters that are already out there right now so that they can learn different tricks and tactics to sharpen their game and become a more profitable adjuster, even if it's just minor, even if they're just five percent better, which is next to nothing. But if you're making a hundred grand, that's five thousand for the year. You got just from reading some material that might have been produced by me, might have been produced by another adjuster or a vendor or something like that, but more of a one-stop shop. But also to be able to bring this industry, to bring this career path 
into more of the mainstream and to tell someone who may, maybe just like me, maybe a high school dropout, doesn't know what to do, or maybe not a high school dropout, maybe went to college, doesn't want a job doing what they're, what they have a degree in, but they've got student loans and all these different things, or just a, a, a single mom that is tired of living paycheck to paycheck, but can't get out, doesn't, they can't go to school. They've got kids, you know, she's got kids. So, you know, something, how can I put something together that can be pushed to the mainstream and get everybody involved in a way that's convenient for them and to be able to put a course together that will not only educate them on what adjusting is, what insurance is, what adjusting is, but then also teach them other very key parts of the job like money management. What are you going to – if you're working for 35 – if you're making thirty-five, forty-five thousand dollars $45,000 a year and you finish the next year with one hundred and fifty, how how are you – is that person going to be prepared for that, for not only just the tax implications behind it, but just to uh, all the you know all the tasks that come along with running your own business? The, I remember the first full year that I worked, I made over $100,000 a year and I was used to working – uh, and I was used to making 35, you know, average maybe like 35,000 a oh, year. Yeah, like in a 12% tax bracket. Yeah. And, and getting by, I was fine, you know, and then I made over a hundred thousand in the year. And for some reason, January 1st, I'm broke. Where, where did all that money go? Cause nobody taught me anything about money, you know? And that's the, the that's the biggest thing. And it's just like, you know, you, you listen to all the thing, you know, all the headlines about NFL players, how, you know, how or not even just NFL players, but just sports players in general that get paid uh, uh, high figures, how how often they go bankrupt so quickly after after their uh, career ends, uh, because nobody teaches them how to manage that money that's coming in. You know, so I put together, you know, adjusting to six figures to give everyone more of a cons- more of a single location where they can not only be better at what they're doing, but to also to take that person that doesn't know what to do, but knows that they're worth something more than they're being paid for now, and to be able to catapult them into a higher tax bracket, like you said. Oh, yeah. But, and to be paying able to- Paying taxes is a good the, thing for the record. I, I, yeah. I, I love paying my taxes because that means- <laughs> Yeah, I, I like to pay more taxes every year. Absolutely. Every year, I love- more. But um, what, when I really think about it, you know, adjusting the six figures, I didn't put it together to really get more insurance adjusters in, in the market for, you know, the, to increase the competition. Mm-hmm. I didn't increase, you know, I didn't put adjusting the six figures so that people can go on more vacations. You know, I put it together to inspire people, you know, so I can get give somebody an option to try to push this thing just like it was pushed on me that I don't need to work behind a bar. I could I could pursue this field. And if this guy could do it, I'm pretty sure I could do it. You know, well, Jeremy, I love what you're doing for the industry, man. Uh, why don't you tell everyone how to get a hold of you uh, on social media and or uh, send them to, funnel them over to your Web page? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you can always go on adjusting to six figures.com. If you're listening to this, uh, it's the, the 14th. I would recommend check out the website on June 16th. We're going to be running an awesome promotion for a drone. It's a Phantom 4 drone. 
It's like 1100 bucks. We're giving one out for free. Uh, all you got to do is listen to a two-minute spiel I give you about insurance, and then you qualify for it. You just got to put you know, your contact information in there, and we'll have a, a drawing at the end of July for it. We're going to keep doing promotions like that. It's going to be awesome, so check out the website. If you're on Facebook, uh, just do a search for Justin to Six Figures, or look for me, Jeremy Rettig, R-E-T-T-I-G. Shoot me a, a friend request. I'll add you. I, I add everybody. I'm a social media whore. But check me out. And uh, if anybody's listening to this and they want just, you know, looking for a little bit of advice, you know, feel free to shoot me a message. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my take on it. Everybody's, everybody's got their own take. I can't tell you who's right, who's wrong. All I can tell you is, you know, I, I'll give you my opinion on it. And so far, my, my opinions have helped me here in New Jersey. Thank you for tuning in to Adjuster Talk. If you're inspired to join the ranks of skilled, independent adjusters or an insurance agency looking for top-notch claims handling, your next step is clear. Reach out to Jason at Royal Adjusting Services. We're adjusting claims and setting new standards for customer satisfaction and efficiency. Join us in our mission to deliver exceptional service in every claim, every time. Contact Jason today at royaladjustingservices.com and discover how you can be part of the royal difference. Your journey in claims excellence starts here.